What's up? It's Delaney, and I'd love to invite you to become an honorary co-host of the Self-Helpless Podcast. Do you want to pick episode topics and guests? Done. Want to surprise your loved ones with shout-outs on the show for a birthday, project launch, a much-needed divorce? Whatever you're up to, would love to be a part of the celebration. Get your favorite and least favorite quotes featured on the podcast, submit questions for our special guests, and find lots more new features and surprises at patreon.com slash selfhelpless. You'll also get added to our patron insider email list to easily redeem rewards via a quick email reply because we know hanging out on Patreon isn't everyone's thing. You can also opt out of emails if you prefer to be a silent supporter of the show. And don't worry, we do not Scrooge McDuck these contributions. 100% of proceeds go directly to operating expenses that make this weekly podcast possible and available to all. Learn more at patreon.com selfhelpless or simply click the link in this episode's description. Thank you for helping me fill the void of being the last standing host of the Self Helpless Podcast. Thank you so much. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Self Helpless. I'm Kelsey Cook. I'm Delaney Fisher. And today we're going to do an episode about how to better handle the Sunday scaries that uh, I feel like we all uh, experience, whether you're self-employed, whether you have a traditional job. It's just something that's kind of ingrained in us, I think, is like Sunday hits and you feel like your, your weekend is quickly ending. Absolutely. And if you don't know what the Sunday scaries are, um, this is uh, from Cleveland Health. Um, the Sunday scaries are feelings of intense anxiety and dread that routinely occur every Sunday. They often start in the late afternoon and continue into the evening. However, depending on a person's level of anxiety, these feelings can start as soon as they get out of bed. So yeah, we're going to talk about all the times that we've experienced it, what we've done for it, and you know, all that good stuff. And I feel like, I, yeah, I still experience this, even though I'm an entrepreneur now. And now I feel like it's more like entrepreneurial dread. Is oh, what yeah. Read about. So yeah, it just kind of shifts and morphs into different things depending on your lifestyle, I think. Same for me. Yeah. Even though my, you know, quote unquote, work schedule is the weekends when I'm performing at comedy clubs, I still have to be working during the week on social media, which is like, I know that always sounds silly, but it really is a large part of your job now as a comic in this day and age is like growing your following, promoting your tour dates. And there are specific times that are the most advantageous for you to post your clips. And so I'm always in a panic on Sunday trying to make sure I've like got new comedy clips that are captioned and edited and, you know, ready to go and ready to post by 10 AM. It's just like, it feels like it never stops, which I think is part of that Sunday scary feeling is you're like, God, when is this, when does this ever stop? When do you ever feel caught up? Oh yeah. Yeah. Mine is very much like, um, it just, it gets 
triggered by different things. There's no like routine. Mine, I feel it can come at any moment or I can go months without feeling that way. It's really weird. Oh, okay. It's usually like, oh, I feel like this is a slower month than usual. And then I spiral like, what if everything disappears and goes away? Oh, yeah, yeah. Fucking tanks. (laughs) It's like, um, it's almost like some part of my anxiety, anxiety has actually gotten worse. Um, the more successful I become, there's almost like a worsened heightened part of it because I used to not feel like I had much to lose because I was just grinding and broke and all that shit all the time. And now I'm like, Oh, I don't want any of this to go to way. How can I like protect (laughs) all stuff you know, that I've built and that that's a whole, you know, it's all, it's all really hard to work through. Yeah. And I feel like it's almost the opposite feeling when you are in that sort of day job grind where it's maybe not a job that you're super passionate about. For me, when I was working those sort of jobs before I was able to do comedy full time, the Sunday scaries were a feeling of like, what if this is my life forever? Yeah. And you almost feel like you're just in a simulation where you're like doing the same thing over and over. You're living the same week over and over. The week is going way too, like the weekend especially is going way too fast. And uh, yeah, so just just know that whatever uh, your work situation is, as you're listening to this, I feel like we really do all experience Sunday scaries (laughs) in in one form or another. But um, before we get into that more, uh, this, uh, this is coming out on November 14th. So my tour dates for the rest of this year, the last month and a half, I'm off. I am taking a much needed break, which is very exciting for me. Nice. (laughs) Um, Great. Especially because once 2023 hits, the tour is just like kicking right back up. I have to think of another, like a new tour name. I get that. I get asked that question a lot by people where it's like, so do you ever stop touring or is there like, like, how does that work? And generally it's kind of like, once the new year starts, you name it a different tour because you're kind of, you're working on a different hour of material. Yeah. Generally you will have either like recorded an album or shot a special or done something where that material is now going to live permanently online in some way. So you have to start writing new material. So anyway, I've gotten that question from people like, when does the Hustler tour stop and start and all that? So the Hustler tour is ending this year and then there will be a new name for the tour next year. But basically <laughs> just it never stops. You just keep you keep touring as a comic. So um if you go to kelseycook.com you will see so many of my upcoming tour dates for 2023. I'm going to be in Providence in January and Raleigh and then in February I'm going to be in Philly and Portland. March I'm in uh Cincinnati and Minneapolis. April is getting so, so busy. I'm going to be um, in Chicago and Denver. I'll be back in Denver, which is exciting. And then um, Uncasville uh, in May in Connecticut. And then I'm sure by the time you guys go look, there will be even more added. So just continue to go check out my website. I really am coming to so many places and meeting helpsters after shows is my absolute favorite thing. So Yay, yeah, that's awesome. I love Thanks. it. I love it. Thanks. Um, well, when, I guess, you know, because the topic, the Sunday scaries, um, this is something that we have talked about in one way, shape or form on my other podcast, the minimalist business podcast. It's a free private show. You 
can get it at DelaneyFisher.com. And we talk about how to start and scale businesses in a very simple way for more time, revenue, energy, creativity, all that good stuff. Um, but if you're looking to either, you know, try to manage the Sunday scaries because you're in a day job that you don't like and you're really wanting to start a side hustle, we have resources about that over there. Or if you've been in business for yourself for decades and you're really you're still experiencing these levels of anxiety that you would like to manage a bit better, whether it's like generating passive income or more predictable revenue or higher profit margins. We talk about all that over there. So we'd love to have you. Um, DelaneyFisher.com, Minimalist Business Podcast. Come check it out if you're an entrepreneur. Love it. Yes. So to get back into talking about Sunday Scaries, I wanted to share um, a clip of some audio that I really loved from Elise Myers. She's a content creator. She's gone super viral in the last couple of years. You might know her from the Taco Bell story, Taco Bell date story that went viral on TikTok. Um, anyway, she's fantastic. I really, really enjoy following her. And this is a little video that she put out recently about Sunday Scaries. And I just, I liked it a lot. So I'm going to play that right now. It's so much easier said than done, but try and let tomorrow be for tomorrow and let today be for today. I've spent so many of my weekends just wasting them on Sunday Scaries. And it's just because I'm living in a day that hasn't happened yet. So try and be here today because you're going to wish that you were here today, tomorrow, when you're actually doing the things that you're nervous about. Um, yeah, hope that helps. Yeah. Yeah. So I really like that audio. The whole, it, like, once you get to Monday, you're like, ah, oh, I, I wish I would have just spent <laughs> Sunday enjoying Sunday. Right. Because now it's almost like I had two Mondays. Right. Totally. Yeah. It's like, what is the the quote about anxiety? Anxiety means you're either living in the past or the future and you're not being present. And so like mm -hmm. really practicing presence is so huge. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. And for a quotable, we were talking about how this is one we've discussed before on the show, but I think it's very applicable for Sunday Scaries. Um, do things that your future self will thank you for. And of course, that comes with doing it in moderation because you don't want to be like focusing again so much on Monday that you're not enjoying Sunday. But I feel like that has been my biggest way to combat the Sunday scaries is allotting specific time on a Sunday to do things that are for Sundays, like relaxing, taking care of myself, just enjoying the day, but telling myself, okay, you will also like be dedicating an hour toward prepping for the work that needs to go out on Monday so that you don't wake up Monday in a full panic. Cause that's like yeah. what, that's what I was doing for a while. I was really procrastinating and my future self was suffering. And so now I'm trying to like be friends, like Sunday me and Monday me are trying to be friends and be like, yeah. what can we do? Like, how can we help each other? Basically. Totally. Yes, I um I feel like the way that I've experienced this whole like this dread about work related stuff when Friday hit and I left work it was like the Friday funsies in a way where it's like this everything is possible and the world is my oyster and oh my god it's like this incredible high and then literally two days later it's this crazy shift 
yeah. full 180 and to dread and anxiety and hopelessness and like immediate situational depression in a way. And now just because of, of what I do for work and my schedule and stuff, these things are a lot further apart. I don't experience it like clockwork week after week, but it's still there and it's triggered in different ways. But I remember I used to have to tell myself, okay, you have options. Like you're not stuck. You could look for another job. You could move out of state. You could apply for, you know, this program over here. Like I used to have to tell myself like, look, you might feel stuck and you might feel like this is going to be it for you, but you can get out of this if you really want to. And, and just, I felt like I'm willing to, I'm willing to figure this out. I'm willing to make a shift if it becomes unbearable. And Mm. that would usually get me through it. Like not, not thinking that, um, I had to stay, but I was choosing to stay because it was something that was going to be a stepping stone to the next thing. Um, I know that what helped me is just being grateful for the things that I did like about whatever I was doing, whether it's like, look, it's giving me stability right now as I figure out what I want to do, you know, permanently, or um, I'm really grateful for my lunch breaks as I get to go on a walk and go outside or whatever it is. Um, And then having things to look forward to throughout the week that would like break up the week. Oh, I'm seeing a friend Monday night for dinner. So that's something to look forward to on Monday or Wednesdays, my favorite shows on or whatever, those things are, you know, were super helpful. But I noticed like a pattern for me when I, you know, had more conventional day jobs and stuff. If, or actually I experienced this with stand up too. If I felt like um, I couldn't relax, like if the thing that I was dreading, I just felt like I couldn't relax, whether it was like I felt like overly exposed in some way or I felt like I had to be perfect that would really make my anxiety bad. Like any time that I was like sitting at the front desk of a company or something and I felt like kind of on display, I felt like I couldn't really relax or like make a wrong move because everybody could see everything I fucking did. Yeah. And then with stand-up, I had horrible stage fright every time I got on stage. So as soon as a show would end, I would start dreading the next show within 15 minutes of ending the other one. And so that was just constant. So... So I noticed like, oh, my anxiety is so bad because in those situations, I feel like so um, like a spectacle or like too many eyes are on me. And that made me feel really anxious. And then the other end of the spectrum is when I felt like I would have to go to a job where I was not utilizing my creativity at all. It was just robotic and boring. That felt like a different type of anxiety that just felt like um, like dull, like kind of like a dread of, oh my God, I, this is going to be the longest fucking day. I'm not going to feel really anxious or on display or like a spectacle, but this is going to feel like a 72 hour day because I am so fucking bored. And I'm <laughs> literally having conversations about how to tie a tag on a gift, gift card. Oh my you know God. what I mean? Yeah. Where like why I can't spend my life learning how to yeah. tie a piece of twine to a fucking tag to put it on a t-shirt. I wanted, I mean, horrible. Like those are the types of feelings. Like, what am I doing? Kind of. Yes. Yeah. And, and like I mentioned earlier, I totally have (laughs) experienced those different ends of that spectrum of like the Sunday scary dread where you're just like, I am so depressed in this day job. Like I cannot imagine doing this for another week. And yet I don't have an action plan or like I have a plan, but I feel like I don't have control over that timeline. 
And so if you're somebody who's listening and you're working a day job and you are like outside of the day job pursuing your passion, maybe it's something in like the performance arena or something creative where like you don't necessarily have full control over like when you're going to be able to do it full time, just know like it will get better. It's just those, those times are so hard and you're, you're not alone. I, I I was just talking about this with my feature, Tommy, um, who he's like kicking ass right now. And uh, it's just, I feel like, you know, when I was a kid, (laughs) when I talked to him about this stuff, but uh, I, I told him it took me, I was doing standup for eight years before I was able to do it full time. And that's like not an uncommon time frame for standups. And I don't think it's that uncommon for other performance arts. Like sometimes you have to put in a lot, like I, almost a decade of working a day job and then performing at night and being exhausted and just like keeping going because I loved stand-up so much and was just hoping that it would work out at some point. But like, fuck man, it's hard. It's it's really hard. Yeah, totally. And I'm sure Kels for you, it's like you have you really have to love that thing to keep doing it because you're juggling a day job. And then on top of it, you're pursuing your craft. So it's like so important that you love the thing that you're pursuing like <laughs> on the side as the dream. Yes. You know, then you're like double fucked. Now you're just like doing shit that you don't like all over the place. Yeah. So fun. Yeah. Yeah. I wish that something I had done and honestly, like I should do it now. It's just under different circumstances, but especially when I was working a job that I hated and the Sunday scaries were really like, Ooh, a lot of doom and gloom, a lot of dread. I wish that I had started to make weekly goals for myself on Sundays as part of my weekly preparation, where even if it was like tiny, like a tiny, small goal, just something that encouraged me where it's like, you are moving forward. Because I think it's easy when you're doing a day job, you hate to feel like nothing's changing and it's just cyclical. It's the same week after week. But if you can try and create some small goal for yourself every week, whether it's within that day job or with your passion that you're pursuing, I think that can help you to not feel so stuck. Yes. A a thousand percent. I, um, this was on my list too, of, of the fact that I couldn't really change my situation at work. You know, of course, like, you know, at certain points I could ask for a raise or whatever that is, that's cool. But it's almost like I overcompensated outside of work to try to have as much control as I could over where I was going, at least, even if I didn't know exactly what to do and I didn't really have an intentional plan or have the the info or knowledge that I do now. But I, I've talked about how I would come to work with like a post-it note of like three things on my list and I would check those off or during my lunch breaks or a little bit before work or after work just to feel like, okay. I know I feel stuck, but I am doing things to try to get out of here and try to figure out like what my next move is going to be. And that would always make me feel better. Uh, Just, you know, checking something like that off of off of a list, like you sent that email, you did that thing. And um, yeah, that that was super helpful for me. It's just like, uh, if I could go back, I just wish I could tell myself like, you actually have way more control than you realize of on on how 
you make money in the way that you want to make money. Cause I have found for me that having my own business is so creatively fulfilling. I didn't realize how creative it would be um, because it's, you know, it can be obviously stressful and there's like things that I don't like about it, obviously. But um, I just wish that I knew earlier on that starting my own business was an option. I just didn't know. I didn't think it was an option. Didn't know it was an option. There wasn't people around me starting something from scratch like that. And so I just wish that um, I was considering that with all the other options I was looking at all the Mm -hmm. paths. I'm like, okay, what if I apply to this job? What if I do this? What if I go back to school? I just wish that entrepreneurship was like another thing on that list. And it just wasn't until I like hit this wall and, you know, figured something else out. But, um, that's what I wish I would have known is like, Hey, you can do this or even just like start investing your money sooner and start learning how to do that. That can give you a sense of control too. Like, all right. If you feel like, look, I'm going to be in this day job because I got to support my family and the benefits and all that. What could you do that maybe can get you out of there a little sooner instead of waiting till age 55? Are there things that you can do to actually invest a little bit more aggressively and retire by 45? You know, it's just like yeah. anything that's within your control and powers. Like, yeah. So, yeah. Hope. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. A new year is a new chance to focus on you. You're probably already picturing yourself struggling at the gym, but not all self-help has to mean suffering. Squeeze.com is making it easier than ever to elevate your wellness by delivering a juice cleanse right to your doorstep. It's the easiest juice cleanse you'll ever do that may aid in weight loss, eliminating bloating, clearing your skin, boosting your energy levels, improving sleep, and breaking bad eating habits. Meet all your health goals from the comfort of your home. Get free same-day local delivery or fast free delivery nationwide with code WONDERY today at squeezed.com. I wish that we could like pull our listeners so that I I'm just curious how many of you guys are content creators or um people who do whether it's your full-time job or or something you're pursuing on the side but dealing with social media and creating content and posting content. Taylor and I talk a lot about the Sunday scaries revolving around that. And um, when I hear content creators online talking about it, I feel so seen because it is kind of like a niche thing. But the content world, especially in standup, there's been this new thing now in the last, I don't know, couple of years, I think especially with TikTok, where like, you really feel a pressure to be posting your comedy because now it's like, especially once you become a headliner, you're a business. You have to, every tour date, every city, you are really grinding to get people to come to your show. And uh, this, (laughs) there's this weird paradox where you have to be posting your comedy, but you can't be posting actual stand-up clips from your current hour. Right. 
Because if you do that too much, then people come see you live and go, oh, well, I just, I watched your entire set on TikTok in 60 second chunks. So instead there's this pressure now to post crowd work clips because those are off the cuff and they'll never happen again. And you're, so you're not burning your material, but you also can't control. Sometimes you do a weekend of shows and nothing crazy happens. There isn't a drunk, drunk heckler shouting something out, or if there is something funny doesn't happen with it. And you, it's, it just feels like you can never take a breath. And even if like, you do have a great moment with a heckler or whatever, and you get it on video and you caption it and you put it out the second you hit post, you're like, well, now I got to get another clip ready. Oh yeah. It's like quicksand. Like it, I mean, it immediately goes away. Right. And you just, you never feel that is the, um, I think the dread and the Sunday scaries feeling involved with social media is that it never stops and it's, it's infinite. It's never enough. Like you can hit a goal of hundred thousand followers, 1 million followers, whatever you're going for. But then you're like, what's next? Right. Right. It never stops. And so that's for my mental health, I've been having to really reconcile with like, I have to have a healthier relationship with this because it just, it feels empty. It feels like a bottomless pit, like no matter what success I get from it, you feel like you can't stop. And it's, Mm. it's a lot. It's pretty, it's pretty soul sucking a lot of times. So yeah. That rant might have just been for me. Again, I don't know how many <laughs> listeners. No, I'm sure yeah. a lot of people feel that way. Obviously, I mean, it's like a totally different world that we live in, where this is such a big part of our culture. And the fact that I think you know that episode we did on um, the social dilemma was so helpful, just to know like it's it's created to fe- to make you feel this way. It's created to be this way. It's created to be addictive. It's created to be. It's created intentionally for you to keep coming back and to feel like you have to keep coming back. And so yeah. I think it's it's obviously a, a normal thing that people experience and it's designed to be that way. So there's nothing wrong with you if you are feeling that. That's yeah. just unfortunately the goal of those platforms is like they're it's a drug in so many ways. It is. It's that slot machine mentality of if you get a hit, if you get rewarded, you want to keep chasing the dragon. And so even if you're a listener right now and you're not a content creator, I I always feel sometimes like people don't necessarily know the behind the scenes anyway of how comics feel right now or, or even content creators, but specifically comics where like you you have to keep posting and yet you can't post your material. So then you're dependent on something that you can't control like right. crowd work. Um, Cause I will get comments from people like, why does she always just post crowd work? Where like, what, like, why doesn't she post her standup clips? And, and I, I mean, if I was not a comic, maybe I would be wondering the same thing, but yeah, if you've ever wondered why you see comics posting <laughs> crowd yeah. work clips, it's because, we don't want you to come to our live show and have already heard everything. So it's, right. it's a weird, it's a weird system. So many things to think about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See yeah. Exhausting that is. 
this is my therapy session. It's all good. Um, I do want to say though, this too is like, um, not dismissing if your work environment really is abusive or toxic and not like trying to push through that and be like, yeah, it's just the Sunday scaries that my boss calls me a C word, you know, whatever, Um, you know, it's like, Hey, there are situations where you just, you got to do everything you can to get out of there or talk to HR or try to get a plan in place in some kind of way to help yourself. Um, I feel like I was very lucky. I think there was a, there was an environment that was especially toxic. And luckily I had other jobs to compare it to where I realized, oh, this is not okay and not normal. And I don't have to settle for an environment like this. But if I had not had other jobs before that and other workplace environments, I would have maybe just thought like, oh, this is how work is and this is normal and there's nothing that I can do. And I'm so grateful that I did have some stuff to compare it to. And so, you know, if you really are in an environment where it's it's truly unhealthy, then um, I wouldn't chalk that up just to like the Sunday scaries that you got to push through. I would really try to find an environment or a job that you don't fucking hate and don't dread all the time. And um, man, I just realized like I, I have had so many different jobs and there really are environments and and tasks and jobs that are so much better than other ones. Yes. <laughs> and yeah. and um, I, I think for me, my mindset was just like, I, I'm going to keep looking and searching until I find what I need. Even when I didn't know what I needed or wanted, I just knew like, I, I can't just settle for this, this mindset of, well, you just got to put up with it until you're 55 and live for the nights and weekends and live for the two week vacation and get your 401k and also go fuck yourself. Like I could not, I could not live that way, even though that was like such a general message that I was getting from so many different places where like, no, I refuse to do that. I can't, I cannot physically let myself do that. It's too painful. I agree. And if you are in an environment uh, where you feel that it is truly, truly toxic and and not okay, for me, when I have worked jobs like that, um, I've had, there was like one in particular that, that really comes to mind where the boss was just like, it was like a devil wears Prada situation, like truly not an okay environment. environment. And um, what I've found is that sometimes you are in that kind of office bubble and people, I don't think that they are like intentionally. um, I don't think, I don't know if gaslight is the right word to use for this, but people kind of just go, Oh yeah, that's how it is here. Right. They go, Oh yeah, that's, that's how he is. That's just Todd. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. Where it's just, it's very dismissive and it's kind of just like, yeah, like, get ready to deal with that. And so remember that too, if you're in a situation like that, just because somebody is not surprised by what's happening in your work environment, that's still not normal. Right. Right. So keep like, be mindful of that. Yeah. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact.
Yeah. And I feel like, oh my God, if you are in the entertainment industry in any way, shape or form, whether you're on the talent side or corporate side or anything, that is an environment that can be incredibly toxic. So you really have to like be mindful about that. I think there's pro- every industry, of course, you can have some really shitty situations, but the entertainment industry is is infamous for having very, very toxic situations because they they take advantage of the people that are so hungry to make it and become successful that they know that they will put up with it. And so yeah. any anytime where there's that like huge power you know, dynamic where the people are incredibly hungry to like stand out and be the one that gets selected and all that just gotta be really fucking careful no matter what industry that truly is. And I know for me, this, this was really helpful going from like a corporate situation to entrepreneurship. You become, you know, for most of of my life, I was so used to like getting a paycheck every other week, knowing exactly what it was, all that stuff. There was predictability. Even mm-hmm. if I wasn't super happy with where I was, I actually, I knew what I was making and stuff. With entrepreneurship, you can have months that really blow your fucking mind and you have months that really make you scared and it kind yeah. of goes ups and ups and down. And so I used to look at my monthly or my income as biweekly or monthly. And now as an entrepreneur, I forced myself, I have forced myself to look at my income as like an annual income, annual revenue instead of monthly, weekly, biweekly. And that has been super helpful because I will catch myself feeling nervous if like a week or two goes by and nothing incredible happens or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, remember, you have to zoom out. You're in a different situation now. You do not get paid the same way. You don't have the same um, the same schedules and everything. You have to look at this as um, you know, a, a bigger picture. You can't actually look at your revenue really until the end of the year. And then you can kind of look to see that's been very helpful. Not that I yeah. don't look at my numbers, but just not judging the numbers right. until I can see the big picture. And that has been incredibly helpful for me. And I have to remind myself all the fucking time. Yeah, that's yeah, that's super smart. Uh, this kind of, it's so funny because this was going to be my segment for like a good shit or a recommendation, but it's so funny how this actually ties into it. So have you heard of the TV show Severance? Yes, I have. I've okay. Been, I've been trying to watch it. I watched the first episode and I just didn't go back. Oh my God. That's you true. have to. So if you don't know, so Severance is um, a, sh- a new show on Apple TV. It is nominated for like 14 Emmys or something wow. insane. So uh, like, I think it, it broke a record. It's something crazy. It's it's an amazing amount of Emmys that it's nominated for. And it's with Adam Scott. Oh, and I the concept that. is that they're living in this world where um, a procedure called severance has been introduced into society where people can undergo like a brain surgery, basically, where a chip is put into their brain. And when they go to work at this specific company called Lumen, when they go down into the elevator to go to work, the ship gets activated and they have no memory of their life outside of work. And they basically flip a switch into their work self. So they call it an innie and an outie. So their innie is their workplace identity and their Audi is their out of work identity. But it's truly like they they talk about themselves at the workplace where they're like, I wonder what my Audi does for fun. I wonder what like they have 
the the procedure has made it so they have no like they don't know if they're married they don't know if they have kids outside of work they don't know where they live nothing and the concept of the show is that these characters have dealt with some circumstance in their real life where they like want to forget for part of the time or basically or they like really don't want to bring work home like they want a break from their work self and they're out of work self so when we're talking about sunday scaries the idea in that show is that they kind of remove it because it's just like well they don't even know they like their audi doesn't even know what they do for work That's they so just know that they go to that building yeah anyway it is the first like two, three episodes feel a little slow because there's so many unknowns and you're like, what the fuck? What is going on? I mean, there's, I've never seen a show remotely like this. Yeah. I am telling you guys, you have to finish the show. It's nine episodes. You will stand up at the end of the <laughs> finale and walk around your living room, just screaming. Oh God. I just was like saying sh- like non words out loud. <laughs> to my cats like what the what it's so good it's one of the best shows i've seen in a really long time there's a reason why it's nominated for so many emmys so anyway um that is a a very extreme display of like workplace stuff and my god you guys have to watch it so that's like my recommendation for the week and also ties into this episode of yeah oh my god that's so interesting yeah i i think i i felt what you felt i watched the first episode or two i'm like "Ah, it's not hooking me i have to but i'll come back now that i've heard that i will come back it's worth it but yeah you have like get through the first two three episodes and no it's like a little slow initially and then rocket ship totally you're flying um Kelsey, do you have any like t- other tips and stuff that you wanted to mention for the Sunday scaries or entrepreneurial dread feeling or anything like that, that your, your go-tos are? Um, I use this example in probably every like 10 episodes or so it comes back up. But if you have not bought a physical planner for yourself, I cannot recommend that enough. And I do think that that helps in like 50,000 different ways in your life. But I do think it helps with the Sunday scaries to have a breakdown of like what your actual Sunday looks like hour by hour and try to be present, try to enjoy your Sunday. But if you do need to set like an hour aside just to prep for Monday to remove some of that anxiety to do that as well. So yeah, planners help me a ton. How about you? Absolutely. Yeah. And also if you're, if this helps you, it might not, I know for me, it's like, if I can do the thing as early as possible that I maybe am dreading, whether it's the prep work or something, and then I can like enjoy the rest of my day. That's why I've really shifted my work schedule is like, I, I like, I wake up early and I get things done. And then I, I basically work a half day. So the rest of the day I, I can enjoy instead of kind of spreading my work out a lot. I know that when I was like in a nine to five situation, I had to be there till five o'clock anyway. So whether I did all of my work right now, or if I kind of chunked it out throughout the day with breaks, it didn't really fucking matter. Mm. Um, but now it's like, Oh, if I get work done early, I got the day to spend doing whatever the fuck I want. So I think that's been, um, that's been nice shift. Also, I think the, the worry appointment that we've talked about so many times on this podcast can be helpful for the Sunday scaries. Like you were mentioning Kels, like trying to just like enjoy, enjoy the day and be present. And when you feel yourself creeping back into worrying about Monday or whatever to say, Hey, you know what? 
I'm going to worry about all this at 8 a.m. on Monday. Then I'll worry about how shitty my job is and how to get the fuck out of it. But today I'm going to bake cookies with my friend or whatever that is. Yeah. Um, that can be very helpful. And um, I just um, I just remember feeling like having lunch with people at my at my former day job thinking like, how fucked up is it that it's five days at work and only two days off? Just we're set up for such a lack of balance and enjoyment. And it's just so fucked. And I'm just, I am so happy that four day work weeks are becoming more normal, just in, in more conventional situations. Now I'm so happy that like summer Fridays are becoming more normalized, all of that. And I would tell my friends at lunch at my day job, like, and if I ever have, if I'm ever in control of my own schedule, which I hope I am one day. I am going to give myself a three to four day work week. That is going to be such a priority for me. And it took years to do that and years to get there. But I did like I have a I have a three day work week, basically, where two days are optional. And of course, it's not perfect every week. But that has been um, a goal of mine since I just felt like how unjust that was for all of us to have to do that. It's just so stupid. So it is. It really is. Um, so yeah, I don't know. We, we, we get it. We feel it. We're still going through it. Like no matter where you're at, it's just whatever is going to help you manage, you know, all of this. I know that gratitude is very helpful too. Um, and just doing little things day to day, small luxuries to take care of yourself and also being unwilling to settle has been a big one. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, baby. All right. We hope that helps you guys. We do have, um, an iTunes review of the episode. This is from Ariel Sayer. Sorry. Um, uh, they say, love, I absolutely <laughs> love this show. <laughs> You're all amazing. Thank you for making this podcast. It really helps me. Oh, thanks, Ariel. <laughs> Ariel, you're the best. Thank you for doing that. Thanks for yeah. taking the time to leave a review. Much appreciated. And we, yeah. we like to read them. I like to read them on the episodes. Yeah, really. Thank you for doing that. Thank you for helping the show. Go do it if you haven't yet means a ton. Yes. Um, I did my segment. Do you, do you have a segment? I do have a segment. So which was so nice. Um, me, Kelsey and Taylor got to spend the weekend together recently. Taylor had shows in Spokane, Washington, where Kelsey is from. So Spokane. we all went out there and mm-hmm. Kelsey was an incredible tour guide, showed us all the hot spots. And it was just so nice to eat great food and go on pretty walks and have great conversation. And, um, so yeah, it was just really nice to spend the weekend together as, you know, as we all get older and all of our different schedules, it's, it's, um, doesn't happen as effortlessly anymore, but it was really nice to like make, make a plan and spend the weekend together. So that was fun. It was so needed. That was so nice to just, God, we ate so much good food. I had like a really hard time getting, back on back on the the health horse and eating the salad and <laughs> going on a on a run after our weekend because it was just so much indulgence. I feel like our trip was centered around like wanting to take you guys to certain restaurants. Yeah. And which I appreciate. Oh yes. <laughs> and drinking and you know, a lot of desserts. It was just, it was such was such a good time. Um, we got to watch Taylor perform and she killed it. It was so funny. And um, yeah, we just saw we some live the- music. It, it, some everything music. we did was just good for the soul. You know, you just have one of those really good for the soul weekends where you just like, yeah. 
Yeah. Fucking go hard and whatever you want to do. Um, yeah. It was like tequila for the soul. Yeah. Like the adult <laughs> version of chicken nice. soup. <laughs> yes. It was very nice. So that that's my, that's my good shit moment. That's my good shit too. I mean, I know I gave a recommendation, but I'm piggybacking on piggybacking on that good shit. That was a, an amazing right. trip. Um, well, where people, where can people find your tour dates? Kels? Kelseycook.com. Go look. They, uh, they're there and, and more are being added. So I can't wait to see you guys on the Yay. road next year. Yes. Fabulous. Um, Delaneyfisher.com for the Minimalist Business Podcast. It is a private show, but it's completely free. So go ahead and grab it. Hell yeah. All right, you guys. We hope that you're, I know you're probably listening to this on a Monday. We hope that you're yep. getting through Monday. Okay. Yes. yes. <sighs> we hope that these tips help for, uh, for Sunday. So yep. grab your life by the balls and really give them a good shake and <laughs> twist them off. If you have to, we're, we're here, right? With you. We're here. <laughs> we're, we're with you. Oh boy. Hashtag twist and balls. All right, guys. <laughs> Have a good day. We love you. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Self-Helpless Podcast. You can find our Patreon community, merch, and our individual work at selfhelplesspodcast.com. We'd be thrilled if you shared this episode with a friend or feel free to post it on Instagram and tag at selfhelplesspodcast so we can repost you and say thank you. Can you help?